0: This week's episode of The Big Chat is proudly sponsored by Berry and Lambert's Solicitors. Berry and Lambert's Solicitors have been serving the local West Kent community for over 270 years. With offices in Tunbridge Wells, Sevenoaks, and Paddockwood, they have a long standing reputation for being personable, approachable, and friendly. The teams at Berry and Lambert's Solicitors draw on a wealth of experience to provide dependable advice in a relaxed professional environment. They work as a team with their clients on a full range of business and individual legal matters to help them achieve the results they seek in their professional and personal lives. They offer advice and support on legal matters relating to residential, commercial, and rural property. Family law, including divorce, children, financial settlements, pre- and post-nuptial agreements, Private client law, including powers of attorney, wills, trusts and inheritance tax planning, as well as dispute resolution, employment law and commercial business law. According to Legal Review website, review solicitor 99% of Berry and Lamberts clients were satisfied with the outcome of their legal matter and would recommend them to friends and family. Get in touch with Berry and Lamberts team at www.berryandlamberts.co.uk
1: Hello and welcome to The Big Chat. We get to speak to people about what inspires them, what drives them, what got them into business, how they found it. And some of these people you might know, some of these people you might not, but there's always a nugget of gold in every conversation I have. As an instructor, I understand the journey of a class. Yes. And as a DJ, it's really hard because the way that DJs want to mix music is they want to keep like a... a, a, like a specific BPM, right? Mm. So the the pace kind of stays the same. Whereas as an instructor, we need a journey. You can't have somebody, you know, doing 60 minutes at 126 BPM because you would just die on the bike. It's also brought um, the most fascinating uh, new experiences, humans and people into my life, as well as one major thing. And that is um, the ability to see how I can help and support other people men and women um in life and business
0: you know I am one of those people if I do something I'll do it properly I'll yeah. stick with it yeah and I'll see it through and I guess I just you know I put myself in the right position. I, I met the right people mm-hmm. and sort of planned planned my career yeah you know
1: The Big Chat is all about collaboration and giving people in our towns the time to have their say their way. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Big Chat and as is our theme at the moment we're talking about all things that that might help you through your way in life and this person um, I've never met before so it's going to be a really interesting chat. Um, She is someone that I certainly am interested to talk to, and I'm sure a lot of people out there are, um, because she specialises, she's actually what's known as a divorce doula, so you might might not know what that is, but she's going to explain a bit more about that, and I'm really happy to introduce you this morning to Fahana, who is a divorce doula. Hello, Fahana.
2: Hello. How hi. are you? Really excited about being here with you, Coco, <laughs> like really excited. You're here, you're and here you to are. chat. about. Yes.
1: So t- tell me, we just had a little, little snippet of what you've been doing. I'm I'm as as we've just discussed I am separated but not divorced and I think that is something that's a lot of people um potentially are in that period of separation but not necessarily divorced and yeah. not with that with their exes or or whatever um so I'm especially interested to find out how you got onto this journey you said that you were a life coach for for a few years that is that how you came into came into this remit
2: um yeah I guess so I mean Prior to being a life um, a life coach, I was a special needs coordinator okay. and, and um, an inclusion lead. I worked a lot with parents and teachers and found myself coaching and mentoring them mm-hmm. and really loved it. COVID came along, <laughs> the usual story, yeah. but right, you know what, I need to do something that's going to really serve my family better. Mm. I was a single parent and things life wasn't working out for us the way we wanted it to be. And so, yeah, I decided to go into life coaching, um, working very much with generational trauma to start with, mainly because of my own journey, Okay, Um, being a South Asian woman, Mm. um, British Bangladeshi. I had a lot of um, conflict between my heritage and my adopted cultures and really wanted to see how I could stitch those together without shame and guilt. Yeah. So I did that for a few years, life coaching, but the more and more I started to up-level my life Mm -hmm. and transform it through my own self-healing journey, the more and more people started to ask me, you know what, Fahana? How have you managed to transform your life from a woman who was really broken from a very difficult separation Mm -hmm. and divorce, a really messy one with three young children? I had three young children under the age of six at one point when I first separated, Um, was completely financially dependent on my then husband Mm -hmm. Um, to today, you know building my own business being an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. having three amazing thriving teenagers you know owning my own place so more and more people were asking me about my own journey and I thought actually you know what I need to start really focusing on mm. men and women who are struggling unnecessarily and this is it you know my journey was a really messy one mm. and it got to a point where I was like, I can't live like this anymore there's got to be a better way and yeah. this is not the legacy that I can pa- I want to pass on mm. to my own children. you know the statistics show that children from um, what they say broken families, mm. families that are split up are more likely to repeat those patterns and I did not want that to be the legacy mm. that I pass on to my children and so i did find a way i did find a way to break those cycles and to transform my life and to transform that of my children so i'm passing on a different script to them and i thought actually i need to show other people how they can do this too because Mm. i'm really tired coco Mm. of watching men and women suffer unnecessarily this story's got to change you know the societal script family scripts religious scripts are so sort of um (sighs) down Mm. on separation and divorce even now i mean forget about eastern cultures and even in western mm. cultures still it's quite taboo mm. and it's seen you know there's a lot of pity around it this story's got to change because it doesn't have to be like that it
1: doesn't have to be like that and that, um, i proudly say that i co-parent with my ex-partner and and while we're not divorced we have been separated for 5 years and we co-parent two children um 11 and 13 and often my friends say to me wow how 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 have you done that so well how have you done it's had its ups and downs don't get me wrong but it's been because we've both worked at it we have both we both decided when we didn't want to be together anymore we had a conversation about it it was very open and i even very cheesily used the words i want to consciously uncouple um as borrowed by someone else um you know but i i wanted to create an environment for my children where they could still grow up with both their parents knowing that both their parents loved them dearly and loved each other actually because we still do have a lot of love for each other um but we just don't choose to be together and so we do co-parent across our two homes Mm -hmm. and our children can come and go from the two homes as much as they want they have they're 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 fortunate but we have made that that way we've worked very hard at that and it's been difficult at times but but again you know we, we, we've worked very hard at that but you do you do get lots of people sort of looking at you and 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 sort of like oh you you co-parent of course how does that work how does that work and not everyone has the ability to get on well with their ex-partner either I, I understand that so I am fortunate in that sense yeah. so I mean when you're when you're a divorce doula yeah. is, is is that something you you're, you're you're probably dealing with all sorts of scenarios aren't you not not all will be as straightforward as mine where someone gets on well we probably just need to get around and do the paperwork to be honest with my with myself and my my ex but we're also quite happy where we're at so it's it's you know w- w- what would you say is are, are the sort of people that are coming to you and talking to you about needing your help
2: anything goes so if you're happy with how things are then it, you know who cares what yeah. anyone else thinks yeah however the people that are coming to me are people who are, they know they can even reimagine mm. an amazing life for themselves mm. They just don't know how to get there. Mm. That's that's one type of person that will come yep. to me. Look, they say, look, I know, I know I can have this great life. I know it's available to me. I believe it mentally. Yep. But my body is just completely contracted. I just don't know how to take that next step or what that next step is. Mm. The other people who come to me are people who feel completely powerless. Feel completely powerless. And they're saying you know, I don't know how to carry on after this, Mm -hmm. I feel completely powerless, I feel completely numb Um, and I want to feel different, Mm. I want to feel different and a lot of them, some of them are people without children but a lot of them are people with children who are so desperate for it not to affect their children and they're like, we'll do whatever it takes you know so that it doesn't impact our children. Yeah. And the thing is that it always comes down to the relationship between you and yourself. Yeah. Coco, as you as yeah. you probably know from yeah. co-parenting it's about, you know, the relationship between me and myself. If I can feel confident and powerful with that, then I can have a relationship with my ex-husband. Mm. I can co-parent. I can speak with integrity. Yeah. But people who are coming to me no, it's possible they just don't know how to mm. so you so and and you talk about the fact
1: that you you experienced a difficult divorce I mean I, I imagine that's given you a lot of insight into how you know quite often we learn our biggest our biggest learnings are through pain unfortunately but it, it, it's a gift that you get given um you, you know if you go through something painful I mean for me personally my parents divorced when I was but, well I was probably mid-teenager but it was it was really unpleasant it was an unpleasant scenario and so that for a long time made me have I wanted to get married and I wanted to stay married you know it's very important to me and I would say that you know openly that I, f- I find it still find it hard I still find it sad that my marriage didn't continue the way that I wanted it to because I did want to be that you know perfect family that I hadn't had as a child yeah, and yeah. I imagine a lot of people that come to you feel that that there's the guilt around it
2: yeah absolutely and it was it was the real guilt Mm. and also on a on another level the shame yeah yeah that actually feeling like like you failed at something it made me actually hide my separation from my family for a very long time and from friends because I felt so deeply ashamed Mm. and guilty Mm. that you know that my my children were going to suffer for this they weren't mm. going to have the lifestyle the standard of living or the life that I had dreamt for them so all these broken dreams I was putting them away in you know boxes yeah. because I couldn't bear forget me you know because I was a self-sacrificing good girl mm. I was just thinking about my children then yeah but what happens Coco, is that if you don't move through that pain Mm. move through that guilt acknowledge it it's not it's not wrong to feel guilty it's not wrong to feel shame because that's our imprinting that's our conditioning that's what society's told us that's what our families have told us um, but it's about allowing yourself to move through those uncomfortable feelings and not yeah. feeling bad about feeling bad. Yeah. And and heal that, let that go so that you're not parting that on to your children. So that you can say to your children, you know what? Sometimes things don't last forever. Sometimes we make choices that aren't the best choices, but we thought they were the best choice at the time and it's okay and we can start again and we can choose again, yeah. you know, and we can rebuild again and we can choose a different dream. And it, I know it sounds cheesy. Be be the change, but my children are witnessing it. Yeah, and so therefore, what I'm doing is that although I couldn't protect them from some of the um, the things that they suffered for during the separation and divorce, and they did, they did, and you know, I still feel a little bit sad about that. Yeah. What I've been able to do is show them how to heal by healing myself and giving them the tools to heal as well so that my hope is that as my sons i've got three boys when they grow up and that a they're not scared about having relationships Mm. or that they don't become codependent in a relationship they're so scared of what what happened before they don't want that for themselves that they can go into relationships with an open mind with confidence with integrity and go let's see how it goes in this moment right now with with all that healed trauma, you know, Mm. the memories might be there, but the trauma will be healed.
1: And that's – I mean, that is – because – people say that you can go in in, and have coaching for 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 when you separate you know there's there's a you can go and there's a name for it isn't there when you when you can go mediation is that mediation is that what you mean yeah Yeah. mediation and so how would you say what you're doing is different to mediation because you're you're guiding them through that process and then through the divorce period as well so because doula of course i said to you doula to me is like oh birth doula you know and you said well it's like a
2: rebirth it is absolutely and um, mediation and uh, people like myself divorce doulas actually really complement each other yeah um but they're very different they're very different yeah it's a bit like having you know a doctor yeah and a holistic therapist working alongside you know western medicine yes so we really complement each other a a mediator will help you to have an amicable yes you know separation and divorce keep things you know nice and uh, you know nobody has to struggle or get into these horrible you know fights arguments conflicts it's a healthy way to move through separation and divorce so that's more about the practical side of things you know that the legalities etc that allow you to move on Mm. as a divorce doula my job is my role is to literally hold your hand and help you to pivot inwards what's happening internally here's all the external stuff happening the paperwork the conversations Mm -hmm. we're having but as you're having this conversation what's happening in your body a lot of my work is very body based. Yep. So it is very about the physicality yep. of what you're feeling. So as you're sitting there saying to your mediator, I want 50% of my ex-husband's pension. Most people won't even be able to say that yeah. because their body will completely contract. Their throats will completely contract. Yeah, they want to say that but they cannot. Yeah. My job as a divorce doula is to really help you work with your nervous system to get you to really be able to understand when your nervous system's gone into survival mode. Because when you're in survival mode, you can't think straight. And when you do go into survival mode, that's okay because these things can be really scary and challenging. So how do you bring yourself back to centre? How do you soothe yourself? How do you ground yourself? How do you get deeply rooted so that you can speak your truth? Yeah. So, you know, I will do a lot of work there. I'm like, breathe through it. Come on, we can birth this. You know, it's literally like a birth doula where I'm holding your hand and going, you can do this. Yeah. I know what's on the other side for you. It's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. But you've got to move through this discomfort. And the only way to move through this discomfort is A, to acknowledge it. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. B, to breathe through it so that you can feel grounded as you say what you want to say. Mm-hmm. And the third thing, which is, some of the biggest work I do is all around desire before you even get to that table where you say this is what I want I'm asking for what I want and I can do it from a place of without completely drowning in your anxiety yeah is what is it you really want
1: yeah because that I mean that is the thing isn't it you 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 break up with because it is it is really tricky and it's very tricky when you separate from someone who you've I mean I was with my my ex for nearly 20 years you know and it's it's Half my life. Of
2: course, yeah. It's, it's a A significant part yeah, of your life. It's and it's a life, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and it is life. a life. Yeah.
1: And then you are really sort of re-establishing who you are, yeah. what you stand for, what you represent. Um, even though I was always a working mum and I've always had a career, it, I'd also been a wife and a yeah. partner. And then yeah. suddenly to not be that, yeah, it's, it's, quite, it's quite scary that you... And lonely. And, and lonely. And, yeah. and you, I mean, just practical things that you would do normally in in a relationship where you know one of you does one thing and one of you does the other and suddenly you're doing all those things on your own is tough I would say for a man or a woman you know it doesn't necessarily have to be just a woman it's a man as well because I know that my um, ex-husband as or partner has much higher empathy now for bringing up our children because he's had to do it on his own now. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's 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 one thing that we now have a common ground on yeah. Yeah. whereas before it would probably be more on me and he would be working but actually now he's he's having to do it on his own. Yeah. He's having to do weekends on his own and yeah. he's having to do the parenting on his own. Yeah. And and so he has that greater empathy. Um that that's incredibly
2: tough and and that
1: can be quite scary for a lot of people.
2: It really can and again that's where my role can be really really um, transformational yeah. for the people I work with because when you're going through the separation you you may have you know a, a support a, yeah um, a, a support circle you've got your lawyers you may have solicitors mediators all of these people helping you to move through the you know an amicable divorce and then you get to the other side and you think oh yes thank god just you know, I just want to get divorced, just want to get those pa- that paperwork and then I can get on with my life yeah. the next chapter and you get to the next chapter and you're like well now what you know, like you said, you know, like mm. what's my new assigned role? Who mm. am I? And how do I find the bandwidth to cope with all of this and still be able to live a quality of life that I was used to, you know, be able to provide for my family in the way I want to? You know, mm. how, there is no uh, blueprint on how to navigate this this new chapter. Mm. And also, again, you're still battling with all the what will people say, you know, what society Going to think of me, you know, who, what's my label? One of the things, I don't know if you found this challenging, but when I first got divorced and people would say, Oh, who are you? I wasn't so and so's wife, you know, and I wasn't the, you know, the partner or the girlfriend. Mm. I, I, I was just like, I'm, uh, uh, I just didn't know what to say for a while, you know, um and I hate to call myself the ex wife as well. I know. I, I still, you I know. still don't really know what
1: to say yeah. when I'm saying that. I, I think when you're separated, it's like, I'm, like he's not my husband but he's not my ex-husband and i i i never know what i'm saying but i think as well like you say I, i think also when you do separate at later on in life if your children are growing up some people can see you as a bit of a threat they get they don't you know I've I've found that people have been almost a bit sort of hostile when you're suddenly a single parent because you've made that choice that you've that you've gone off and done something on your own and there may be people that maybe want to make that choice and haven't made that choice and so they they you know it's triggering something in them I've had experience of that as well so you can you can have a whole host of emotions coming at you that you just don't some of them are yours some of them aren't yours and you just don't know what to do with them
2: absolutely and scary um, and that's some of the you know the other core work I do with my clients is about understanding your values yeah. because you you it's so important to revisit your ba- values mm. after you've divorced because they are going to shift and change because you've shifted and changes yeah. massively yeah and it's going back and thinking actually are these value this value system does this serve me anymore mm. is this actually important to me you know what is it i really want now mm. you know am i holding on to all of these values because that's what you know a nice girl does or a good mom does mm. or now that you know i'm broke you know my family has broken up I to have been an even better mom even yeah. though I'm on my own with less resources and yeah. kill myself to be even better and so you yeah. hold on to these values that aren't even really aligned with what you really want anymore so we do a lot of work around values yeah and then once you're really deeply connected with your values which again connects back to your desires mm. which is really juicy and lots and lots of fun yeah by the way <laughs> uh, my favorite part of work to do Aww. and so my clients tell you the same as well <laughs> is um holding boundaries then becomes really quite easy. Yeah. Yeah, because once you really know what you want, you will do everything to protect that. So when people are coming at you and projecting onto you whatever their fears are or their judgments are, you can just put up that nice perspex screen and just let it all bounce off.
1: It's very interesting that actually. I'm, I've I've experienced that recently, that sort of boundary where, where I've had l- not such great boundaries in the past. Now, it's it's quite liberating to not feel affected by if someone wants you to do something you don't want to do it yeah. and you're just like sorry that's just the way it is this yeah. is this is my boundary this is this is where I stand and yeah. and, and stepping into your power like that
2: absolutely but yeah and it's about stepping into your power isn't it? Mm. And it and it becomes doesn't become so challenging because you know what's behind what you're protecting that yeah. boundary with you know we talk about boundaries all the time you hear it a lot yeah. right like yeah just hold those boundaries but sometimes people don't know why they're even holding those boundaries they're just doing it to protect themselves so it comes from place of fear yeah of i don't want to be attacked so here's my boundary but yeah. actually how much more powerful is it when you know that you're really protecting something that is you know so precious to you and also really impacts everything yeah. else around you if you you know hold on to that value then that boundary becomes really easy to hold it's a bit like being a mom you know yeah. with your children you know how much you adore your and love your children so you'll do anything to protect them because you you'd never intentionally do anything that puts them in a place you know of vulnerability or mm. hurts them so if they are you will, you, you wouldn't think twice would no, you about putting no. that boundary and saying stop to somebody no and it's the same thing with our desires and our values we're allowed to desire we're allowed to have values. yeah absolutely ones that light us up and yeah why wouldn't you fight to protect those Yeah, it's, it's an interesting I,
1: I i like the way that you s- say that you describe it as desires because it is it is like remoulding your life it is it is looking at it from because you do sort of feel like when you get married you've got it all mapped out this is how your life's going to look um and it it, it's it even if you know i've got i've got another partner now but it's it's to, it's just totally different yeah, it's just totally absolutely, different yeah. and yeah. your your life is just sort of turned upside down it it's,
2: is and um the, with the clients that i work with like, who are going through separation and after divorce as well mm. actually but especially through separation they're so disconnected from their bodies and from what they want and they've had to be it's not their fault it's a way to protect themselves it's a way to survive Mm. through really sometimes very very challenging times um and even if they're not you know really challenging it's just a time of uncertainty yeah. uncertainty you just you don't know what the future holds there's so much doubt am i doing the right thing yeah when you've been with somebody for so long out of habit as well your body is completely going into survival mode because it's change it's just change yeah and, uh, we're, we're not hardwired for change yeah. we don't like it. our brains don't like it um so it's about helping you to reconnect with your a eh, with your body just to feel again and so i do a lot of work on like physical sensation emotional sensation mentally tapping back into what it is you want but getting really specific about it as well mm. so you know one of the things you probably won't be surprised to hear is my clients will go well I just want to feel loved again mm. I just want that connection again mm but until you can get really specific and detailed and i mean like right down to the nitty-gritty of what that actually means for you because what that means for you might be quite different from what that means connection and love means for me and until you know for yourself really specifically what that means and you might not have visited that question for a very long time decades Mm. even 20 years in your case Mm. you know where you've got right here i am here i'm with the person of my dream this is this is Mm. it for life yeah mapped out dreams let's do it head down let's get on with this let's enjoy this and we don't go back to revisiting those dreams and desires again when we're going through a massive life change like separation and divorce so it's really important to go back there and it can be surprisingly difficult at first i
1: imagine yeah i imagine it's it, i imagine it's very much of a release for people when they're working with you i mean it must be because a lot of a lot of things that probably comes up i mean there's d- being a coach myself you know when you work with someone and you coach people it's it's incredibly powerful yeah. and the, the things that come out of people it just is it feels like a gift to be able to witness it it, it really, really is it really is you know yeah. and but i can imagine with p- people going through separation and, and divorce that's something that I don't know, I'm just thinking of myself, you know, it would have been nice to have had some hand-holding myself because I, I, it was all just a whirlwind for me. I was separated from my husband and and then my dad passed away and my friend passed away and everything was going on. I didn't really have time to think about me or myself And I feel still still feel quite guilty to this day that I I, my children like they were they were young they were sort of five and seven then and it feels like the last five years just gone just like that it's just gone so quickly and I'm just like whoa that that so much happened then that I was almost disassociating myself from yeah um how much of an impact has that had on them I mean imagine with parents that are going through separation divorce that comes up a lot, the guilt. A lot, yeah. because it's our, that is my biggest thing, is being a working mum, It's not with their dad anymore. Even though my children would say themselves, we're really happy that you and dad aren't together yeah. because you bickered. Yeah. And they really quite like having two houses yeah. and they like having two parents that yeah. live separate lives and, and all the rest of it because we're friends. But you still have this guilt. Yeah. You still have this,
2: yeah. this feeling of guilt. And that's really, really important mm. to work on that because... Yeah. Um, You know, you can look at your children and go, well, I feel guilty, but my children are okay. They're happy. Yeah. But what we don't realise, and this is what generational trauma is about, is that the guilt that you feel is probably unhealed guilt that's been passed on through your lineage of knowing bad intention of anybody's. Mm. But, um... What we don't heal, we pass on. That's it. You know, yeah. Gabor Mate, who's you yes. know one of the top oh, trauma yes. psychiatrists will say that what you don't heal, you will pass on whether you want to or yeah, not. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. And and what you do pass on, you can also heal by healing yourself. Yeah. And that guilt, that internal guilt you feel, is something that I invite you to 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 focus on, yeah. to unpick and and heal, so that you can let go of it. Because if you don't, that underlying guilt will be passed on, to yeah. Your children and that's the well. and that's the
1: last thing any of us. Um, yeah, absolutely. I was having a conversation with someone um just earlier today, actually, when we were talking about sort of v- <laughs> vomiting on our children, as in just. Lit- you know just just vomiting all, all of our just projecting yeah projecting onto yeah. them and, and giving that to them and yeah. that's that's something that my ex and i are very cautious not to do
2: yeah. you don't want to project that yeah you don't want to but where is it going instead are you suppressing it are you yeah. numbing it are you yeah. disassociating from yeah. it are you managing it in unhealthy ways such as other addictions yeah. which we all have addictions yeah, let's yeah, face yeah. it but and they can sometimes be really well hidden addictions as yeah. well like you know like absorbing yourself in netflix yeah. or binge eating yeah. You know, or being on our screens. All of these things are addictions. And it's like, you know, sort of tapping into yourself and being honest. With like, if I, I don't want, you know, I'm being a responsible parent, a loving parent. I don't want to project it onto them. Yeah. But it's got to go somewhere, right? Absolutely.
1: And so how long do you work with clients for? Is It, it must vary from person to person. Because I imagine, I mean
2: you could have been working with me for
1: five <laughs> years. That might be a bit, I don't know. I mean, that might be great, but, you know. No,
2: it's, that's not great at all. <laughs> and you, Would know, you be like, mm, yeah. I'm not
1: really doing my job that yeah. way if you, I'm with you for five years. Yeah, but, Because, you
2: know, as a coach yeah. as well, it's all about helping our clients to feel powerful again Absolutely. and helping them to reconnect with their power, yeah. with their internal tools that they've already got, they've yeah. just forgotten about. Because, yeah. you know, for, for so many, many reasons. Mm. Um, but, Yeah, my work is all about giving you tools for life because mm. this is not just about separation and divorce let's face it this is about being able to navigate storms because storms will come and go they in will. through life it's about being able to feel deeply rooted and grounded no matter what is going on around you mm. and the thing about separation and divorce is it doesn't it doesn't just last for the three months that the separation lasts for divorce you know after divorce doesn't just last for like one year like come on it's time for you to get over it it mm. just doesn't work like that because it's grief yeah of course and grief is very personal and grief can take whatever journey it wants to take in, mm. in each individual. So, my role is to give you those tools that will help you navigate through life no matter what is going on, that you feel rooted, that you find pleasure, yeah, and that you find power in any situation. Um, and so I will work with people for a minimum of six weeks if yeah. I'm doing one to one, yeah, that's a minimum. Yeah. Usually, it's for three months, yeah, that I'll work with them. Um, but the Work that I love doing most, I've started recently doing is group programs. Oh, okay, there is so much power yeah, in creating um sisterhood at the moment, yeah, and community it with people who are going through or have been where you are, yeah, or are in the same place as you. Absolutely, um, just absolutely like m- blows my mind mm. when I work with my groups.
1: And how many do you have in a group when you work to work, work together? Does it do you sort of is there a, is there a capacity? About
2: um usually about six to eight they're yeah. quite small because there's a lot of energy i imagine there's so much energy mm. um there's a lot of vulnerability mm. but what we want to create is sort of deep intimacy yeah. as well between you know the people that are working in the group and it's not just about me being the coach through my group programs i have a private group as well where yeah. they can come and join in and meet, but us cheering each other on Brilliant. is just so powerful so healing not just for the person who's receiving mm. that victory cheer or well done you you can do this keep going keep going but for yourself as well who's going through this being able to support another man or woman who's yeah. going through the same thing is also incredibly healing for us because we get to witness what's possible too even if we can't do us it for ourselves yeah. in that moment yeah it's about going okay i might not be able to face it right now for me but i can do it for you when i can see you starting to do it that kind of loop back yeah that feedback loop is really powerful as well so i love doing a group program that's
1: amazing and and to i think to be in a in a Space where you're with people that are going through similar, or it it normalizes what you're going through. Yeah, yeah, because you can
2: feel very isolated. Absolutely, that's it. You feel really. So many people who come to me feel so isolated mm. and lonely, and until you go through it yourself, something like separation and divorce, it, or or break up. Let's you know, let's talk about also. I'm really passionate about working with people who've been in long term relationships. Yeah. You don't have to be married yeah, to yeah, go, yeah. go through that grief, mm. um, but. It's a very unique kind of grieving that you go through. No one's died here, but it feels like it sometimes, you know. And so to be around other people who just get it because they're there or have been there is really, really powerful. And also what's really powerful is sharing stories. Mm. That's incredibly healing. And also just to be able to see ahead of you where some people might be and go, okay, if she can do it, it might not be the same path for me, but maybe there's hope for me as well and that can sometimes just be such a lifeline yeah
1: and so what so when you when you're a life coach and then and then you decided to really focus on this area what was it that really drew that to you was that was that more people coming because do you not find with coaching that you just attract a certain type of I know when I've coached that I know the sort of people that I, I'm not coaching at the moment but when I have coached and I will in the future there is a certain type of person that's drawn to me and yeah. that, is that what you were finding that there was more of that energy coming towards you and yeah. you were being able to help and facilitate in that way or yeah. was it something you thought actually I'm gonna I'm gonna investigate this a bit more
2: it was it was a few things it was multi-layered to mm. be honest um I come from like a big south asian community and born and brought up in this country but come from a big sort of community of very you know good friends and family friends um and i've got you know lots of different friends i'm really sociable and i found people saying to me over the last sort of year or two as we're coming out of covid and seeing each other more they'd say things like gosh you're really glowing you mm. know like what? what's your makeup like routine what, what have you started doing and I thought oh my god if you saw my makeup bag <laughs> ask my sister <laughs> everything I own in my makeup bag is my sister and her pity purchases for me like please just just, just upgrade those. even the makeup bag that I have is my sister giving oh. it to me and I thought oh it could be my NARS blush <laughs> you're, cut, you're glowing from within <laughs> or it could be
0: you're glowing uh, yeah. from within but
2: I thought you know what if it's just the hot water water that I drink my mum said that to me the other day she said is it it the hot water I thought god if it was just the hot water a we'd all be glowing but I you know like if I was to publish this secret (laughs) as well I thought it's got to be more than this right it's got to be more than this and maybe just maybe it's the years and years and the ongoing Mm commitment I have to my own healing and growth. And I'm and I stress on the ongoing because it doesn't end, you know. I have my own facilitator, I have my own, you know, path that I continue to go on to heal myself. And I think that's, you know, that was one of the things I just thought actually, you know, I need to pass on to other people the things Mm -hmm. that I do that is available to all of us as well. So that was one of the things that sort of drew me more into doing the work that I do now. But also, yeah, a lot of people um, family friends friends acquaintances that i i know are going through sadly going through separation and yeah. divorce i've got yeah. lots of friends that are really happily married as well i yeah. have relationships but there were more more and more people coming to me and going can i just ask you about like how you navigated this part or as a single parent how do you do this and i've got a lot of questions and i really wanted to be able to come from a place of integrity and give all my energy and power to that But, you know, I'm a really spiritual person as well. And I didn't want, I wanted to respect my energy. Mm. I didn't want to completely deplete myself. Mm. And I just thought, actually, there needs to be a fair exchange of energy here. And I want to do it in a safe and um, boundaried way as well, where I can really support people, Mm. um, really help them to grow and go on a journey um and then yeah I just decided that you know I need to bring together all the tools I have you Mm. know my coaching my NLP my breath work my energy work that I do you know bring it all together Mm. and um you really focus on the rebirthing of of a person because that's what it is and the word doula comes from well I actually had a doula did you (laughs) when I gave birth to my second son and it was an amazing experience and I've I've been recently thinking about her a lot and thinking there was a point I remember like, just literally bearing down about to like give birth. Mm. She was a tiny dot of a woman, mm-hmm. amazing woman. But she, she just said, just push down on my shoulders, hold on to me. And I had complete faith in her. Mm. You know, she was my rock at that moment. I didn't have to worry about anything but myself. Mm. And And her role was just to help me move through that yeah. fear, that pain, that unknowing. But I felt so safe in yeah. in her hands. So mm-hmm. I was able to go through that and she just encouraged me. I just thought, that's what I do, actually. That is and you mind. must have
1: people really t- have that trust with you because you've got, like you say, people have to be very vulnerable and they have to really open up to you. Oh, and so yeah. there must be a real high level of trust, I would imagine, with your clients where they feel safe. In, in that environment with you because it is very personal you know it's it's a very personal thing and you know lots of people I mean <laughs> when when I split with my husband people are like you're like Brad and Jen you can't split up you know yeah. because to everybody else we were just this perfect couple yeah. that were going on perfect holidays and had the two children and everything was great and so it is a very personal thing when you start to talk about things like that.
2: But it is, and it's that pressure, isn't it? When they're like, you're the pressure. Brad and Jen." And you're like, yeah, oh I mean, God, what's a wrong hell of with a lot of pressure? What's wrong with us? You yeah. know, why can't we just keep it together? Why can't we just be happy? Yes. You know, and and also, like, I got a lot of the. But you're so lovely. You yeah. Know, How could somebody do that to you? You yes. haven't done anything wrong. And that's really tough to unpack. Mm. When people are saying things like that to you, mm. but in the face of it all, the evidence you've got is, well, it's not worth. It's I'm happening. Really un- <laughs> Yeah, it's happening. Yeah. I'm really unhappy. I'm really lonely. Yeah, I've been really. I've been rejected. Mm. I don't feel good enough. Mm. You do have to f- connect with somebody and really be able to trust them to say, "This is how I feel right now." Yeah, and it's really important to come to a place of acceptance with how you feel about yeah. things, rather than like just adopting what other people are saying you know because you need to strip back and go actually they might think i'm brad and jen but the truth is that this is how i felt this is how it really was yeah because until you can accept those things how can you move on
1: and also people change you know people you know my my ex is a wonderful man He is an amazing father i am absolutely blessed he makes my children laugh day in day out you know i'm so happy for that i chose well but at the end of the day, you don't have to, it's, you're not going to necessarily stay in the same place as your partner yeah. or husband forever, That's for whatever it. reason. That's and it. I do think it's important that it is normalised. Yeah, We had an experience with um, my, my son's school, you know, that that you have to put down one address. You can't put down two addresses. We're like, but we co-parent. Mm. We, we, we co-parent mm. across two homes. Mm. They have two homes. Mm. They're cool with that. They're mm. absolutely fine with that. We still have this stigma that is this you know, you have to be married and you have to have your children together and you can't have any sort of relationship after that. Yes. I I know, I feel for people. I have friends that have had had really traumatic divorces and separations and Mm -hmm. I really feel for them. But there there is also space for couples that have separated to still have a healthy relationship for their children. And I think that's important too, as
2: well. It's so important because. We're we're talking about something bigger than just, um, you know, your your children being okay and you being okay and that you can co-parent and keep an amicable family life. We're talking about much, much bigger picture than this. Because if you think about it, it's like, what are you passing on? Absolutely. What is a script? What is a legacy you're passing on? Because whatever you're passing on is going to be passed on down generations of people that won't even know you existed mm. at one point okay so it's like what is a narrative that we're passing on to our children Absolutely. that you know once you made a choice and you screw up that's it yeah you know that's you branded yeah because what you just said there is you know like sometimes we grow out of things yeah sometimes we change yeah. you know right when when you know Mom and Dad made the decision back then, you know, mm. twenty years ago to get married. It was absolutely the right thing then, you mm. know, and we did it from place of love and, yeah. you know, consciousness, etc. Yeah. But now we've outgrown it, and what you, what your children are getting to witness, and they're really lucky, is that sometimes we outgrow things and we can move on and we can have another great life. Absolutely, you know, and that gives them the courage to take risks, to be brave, yeah. without thinking what if I fail? What if this is the wrong thing? Well, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter because if it is, you choose again and you choose again and you choose again.
1: And I think it is so vital that you teach your children to to make the right choices for themselves. I mean, we, m- m- we were adamant from from the day we first got together that we would never be that couple. We've had this conversation many times that we would never be that couple that sat across the table just not talking. Yeah. And if it got to that point, or if it got to the point where we're bickering, or if it got to the point where one of us started, you know, liking other people or anything like that, that we would have a conversation about it and we would be adult about it. And it doesn't mean it's not painful and it hasn't been painful, but we've been real about it and we've been conscious about it, and therefore our children seem to be pretty grounded you know on the face of it you know touch wood yeah they're they're pretty grounded and they're and they're pretty much know what they want and they won't settle for you know there's no one should settle I don't think anyone should settle and I think sometimes I'm not advocating separation or divorce but I think sometimes people stay in situations a lot longer than maybe they would do because they feel they have to and that is actually setting down you're, you're you're teaching your children to settle for yeah. you know settle for something because you should conform to doing what everyone tells us to do yeah um and i so i think to have a doula to have someone that can guide you through that process um is 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 a magnificent thing i think it's a brilliant thing to
2: do yeah i, I mean i wish i had it <laughs> I was so going i'm, 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 I'm <laughs> gonna have a chat with you after this show to be honest yeah, and because i and went a... through a really unnecessarily messy difficult very very painful mm. separation well marriage as well yeah separation divorce i'm really good friends with my ex-husband by the way now he's even a, he's a business partner of mine and we co-parent but we went through an awful lot yeah um you know our journey is our journey but just for anyone listening today what i also want to point out um and you know many of my clients in this position is that they'll listen to this and go yeah this will make sense and i want this too i want to Mm. be able to sit across the table from my ex-partner and you know be able to co-parent and for our children to see a healthy relationship i want all of that but right now it's not possible you know because my ex husbands like this or my ex-wife is like this and she won't change and he won't change. I get a lot of that yeah, as well. But, yeah. And it's real and it's true. Of course. You cannot control the other person. Mm. That's the truth of it. You can only control yourself. Yeah. So, you know, my invitation to anyone listening today who's thinking, yeah, it might be okay for you guys because, you know, you get on with your ex-partners now is that is I invite you to carry on doing the work for yourself. It's, yeah. and, it's and it's about forgiving yourself yeah. for not being able to, well, putting up with the things that you did put up with that maybe you shouldn't have any put up for too long with you did it from it came from a good place because you were trying to protect yourself and your family and trying to do the right thing but also it's about doing the forgiveness work to yourself and also forgiving that other person even if you don't get that forgiveness back it's about going you know how can I find space to forgive that other other person I forgave my ex-husband well before he came and said sorry to me yeah I, I mean literally years before he came and said sorry to me yeah. and when he eventually did come and say sorry to me it was really nice to hear but i'd already done the work yeah i'd already I'd done the work and was able to then move on because yeah. i'd done my own internal healing Um, and that takes time it does take careful guidance yeah. because it's a it's a really tough journey to navigate on your own you can do it of course it just might take a lot longer to do. And it can be a really confusing place why, to be. And well. why not get some help if you can? Absolutely, because <laughs> life is so precious.
1: Why not get I'm some so help support. if you can? Yeah. Why not make things an easier process, you know? And so, why
2: not? It's often because we don't feel like we're worthy of it. Yeah. Or we deserve
1: it and we do
2: absolutely absolutely.
1: I I think I think you're fabulous how can pe- how can you. people find out more about you how can they get in touch with you and, and find out more obviously there's going to be people out there that will want to talk to you and find out more about what you do so yeah. where, where's the best place for them to go
2: well come and hang out with me on Instagram yes <laughs> yes. I'm absolutely. on Instagram I'm Fahana L Hussein on Instagram yes. um, so that is probably the main place to come and find me there and Great. I'll share with you some other details that you can maybe put in your I think podcast. I'm going to find out one of
1: your workshops. Maybe I need to come along yes. to a workshop. Yes, and
2: there are the other things that we've, we've got. Um, I've got lined up for later on this year Great. is some sort of in real life workshops because there's a lot of men and women crying out to get face to face to do lots of role play. Oh, definitely scripts that sort of thing. Um, yeah, I've so got some lots of fun things lined up for the so future. So we'll watch this space. Absolutely, watch this space.
1: Well, thank you so much for coming and, and, and sharing your journey and just mm. just telling us about what you do. And it's it's vital work. So yeah. it's it's been very interesting for me to hear and oh, best of luck with everything. Thank
2: you so much Coco, it's been yeah. an absolute pleasure. Oh, it's been a pleasure. I'm you. sure we'll talk
1: again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. thank you. All right, Thanks Thanks thank you. Thanks.